0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, TSP is preparing for some major upgrades to its systems and services. EPA is taking another step towards transparency. And agencies have one new law to thank for millions of dollars in savings. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Thrift Savings Plan is preparing for a major overhaul of its record-keeping systems, financial management systems, and IT services next year. The plan says it will soon announce awards associated with its record-keeping services acquisition. The acquisition will change the way the TSP helps its participants prepare for retirement. It will also give the TSP new ways to communicate with participants. The agency will eventually launch a mobile app and live chat function. The project will also allow the TSP to accept electronic signatures. The TSP will roll out these new tools and services over the course of 2021 and 2022. The data breach at the Department of Veterans Affairs exposed personal information for 46,000 veterans. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. VA says unauthorized users got access to one of its systems, changed financial information, and diverted medical payments from the department to community care providers. The department couldn't comment on the specific breach system or the exact timing of the incident. VA's Inspector General is investigating the data breach. Meantime, VA is notifying impacted veterans about what happened. They'll receive free credit monitoring services. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. A final rule from the Environmental Protection Agency gives the public a platform to request changes or removal of agency guidance documents. This stems from an executive order President Donald Trump signed last year calling for increased transparency in agency regulations. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says the agency has launched an online portal showing more than 10,000 active guidance documents. Wheeler says the agency also rescinded about 1,000 guidance documents earlier this year. Agencies are saving hundreds of millions of dollars thanks to one law. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. New data from the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee shows that the Making Electronic Government Accountable by Yielding Tangible Efficiencies, or the Megabyte Act, may just be the most successful federal management bill in the last two-plus decades. The committee found 13 agencies saved or avoided spending more than $450 million between fiscal 2017 and 2019 by better managing software licenses. The Department of Health and Human Services accounted for $145 million of that savings or cost avoidance. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Homeland Security officials say they've seized a shipment of half a million counterfeit N95 masks. Customs and Border Protection identified the fake masks in a shipment from China at Chicago's O'Hare Airport last week. Officials say tests showed the masks did not meet the filtration standards required for N95 masks and could have put frontline healthcare workers at risk for COVID-19. A bill setting minimum security standards for federal Internet of Things devices passes the House. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The IoT Cybersecurity Improvement Act would have the National Institute of Standards and Technology set best practices for device security. The Office of Management and Budget will then craft guidance for agencies to meet or exceed those standards. The bill would also require the Department of Homeland Security to publish guidance on coordinated vulnerability disclosures for contractors and vendors. Congressman Will Heard, Congresswoman Robin Kelly, and Senator Mark Warner introduced the bill, which now awaits a Senate floor vote. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Federal telecommunications provider CenturyLink has a new name. The company will now be known as Lumen Technologies. Lumen says the new company will focus on adaptive networking, cloud and IT agility, security and communications, and collaboration. Lumen holds a spot on the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, contract and has won several task orders recently from NASA and the Interior Department. Some aircraft made for the Air Force and Space Force are going to get extra letters in the future. Air Force Secretary Barbara Barrett says the services will start putting the letter E in front of aircraft and satellites that have been designed through digital engineering. The process will allow the Air Force to try different designs digitally without building a whole aircraft. The E-Series aircraft will be part of the service's plan to build smaller batches of planes that can be constantly upgraded. The Air Force is making a leap into quantum technologies with other nations. The Air Force Research Laboratory's Information Directorate is partnering with 18 research teams around the world who have qualified for awards for potentially game-changing quantum studies and innovations. The teams could win up to $1 million for their work. The competition involves research on quantum timing, information processing, and communications. The teams pitched ideas for lasers, integrated quantum platforms, and sensors for GPS-denied navigation and a federal judge is about to decide whether the military can discharge service members simply because they're HIV-positive. In court arguments yesterday, lawyers for two airmen the Air Force wants to discharge said the service's policy is irrational and discriminatory. The court has put their separation on hold while the lawsuit unfolds, and a final decision is expected soon. Government attorneys argue the discharge decision is rational because a separate Air Force policy prevents HIV-positive service members from deploying overseas. Current rules also bar new recruits with HIV from joining the military. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.